Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorkom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out big news. And guys, this is actually really big news. You got to pay attention. We've got David Lukacs on as CEO of Liquid Avatar Technology, trades in Canada under LQID, in the US under LQAVF. If you're a fan of the emerging metaverse and Web3, but understand the major problems that we have with personal identity, the news today is groundbreaking. The first thing you have to know about Liquid Avatar is their genesis is their global blockchain and personal, uh, and personal identity solutions company. And they specialize in empowering individuals like you and I uh, to manage, control, and even generate value from our biometrically verified digital identity. And a lot of the conversation we've had with David up until this point in the last 12 months has been a lot about generating value, both for us as individuals, for businesses that want to do business with us. But the one thing that's really started that's really started to come out as the metaverse is continuing to expand, conversations are being had. Roblox now has over 60 million users uh, on a daily or monthly basis, is the desperate need to verify online identity. And you might be thinking at home, well, is that for fraud? Yeah, all those cases, but and all those business cases. But the real, real problem and why I love this press release is it solves a major security uh, and privacy issue. And the headline is Liquid Avatar Technologies deploying blockchain proof of humanity to create a safer private online experience uh, for, for users. David, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. It's great to be here. Been hey, a while. It's yeah. been a while, right? But yeah. this tells me why it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as I know, as far as you know, this is a metaverse first. This is, I mean, you've always put out great press releases, great advances. This is a real first. This is really big. So before we go into what is proof of humanity, all right, mm -hmm. let's talk about, because investors don't know what proof of humanity means, but sure. I think they're going to be really impressed. Let's first discuss the scope of the problem that proof of humanity serves. And let's start with the non-financial problems first, because we're all uh, kind of aware of those. But let's talk about those use cases first. Well, George, I'm sure you can see my pretty face, right? I'm yeah. hoping you can see my pretty, pretty face. Enough. But face, yes. when I'm like this, and this is my avatar in the metaverse, or one of them, you can't tell who I am, right? There's, no point, yep, there's no point of trust. I can talk. I can you know, if I if I do a little bit more, I can create actions, but nobody knows who I am. So I could be a panda bear, I could be a dog. But so so the first thing is is or more importantly, you're an adult male, or are you a young female, yeah. or somewhere yeah. in between? Right. So so the, the I don't first, know anything about you. Right. So the first challenge is solving the problems for Web three. We can't solve the problems for Web one and two. I mean, we can help support them. I mean, this solution support social media. You know, Elon Musk made a very big fuss over the fact that how many fake accounts could Twitter have? Again, in the end, he did what he did, but that was one of his biggest complaints. But at the end of the day, we don't know anything about the people we're hanging out with online. Zero. And it starts with, are they real people? You know, are they real people? When I'm in a chat application, when I'm in social media, 
when I'm doing e-commerce, whatever the case may be, how do I, number one, know that people I'm dealing with are real? And number two, how do I protect my information, my personal information? And Web3 is all about the owner economy. So at the end of the day, there's really three different types of identity. There is no identity. We've talked about this uh, at nauseum, probably. There's no identity. This is what we're used to using, a username and password, and I can That's be a right dog. Now. That's right. right? And then there is, I've called it anonymous verification, but the, the cooler term is proof of humanity. Can I prove I'm a real person? Right? That's the middle. Without giving up any PII, personally identifiable information, in, in a greater sense. I have to give up one or two pieces, but not everything. And then the third element I can do is KYC, bank rate KYC. Know your customer, know who I am. But once I've done that, I've given away a ton of my information. So yeah, how do really I really do that if you have to on a bank right. site, on a, on a crypto exchange, uh, on anywhere where the government that, demands it. or a broker dealer, like wherever there's a financial. But you're not going to do that on Agoracom if you want to participate in discussion. No, forums, right. No, but in the so past, you have to have solution number two. Right. So solution number two is the middleware where I still, as a user, get to control all my information and I can give it to you, revoke it. But at the same time, you have some assurance that I'm a real person. That is the real. Again, I've used the example many times about walking into a electronic store and buying something and, you know, writing down all your information on a piece of paper. But I think it gets scarier for those of us who are parents. You know, you would never sit your child or even as an adult, you wouldn't sit in a room with 20 other people in the room all in disguise. You'd, yeah, you'd feel no, very, all, kidding, all kidding aside, we can joke about we're not going right. to do it today. Never would do it, let alone send my children into a room right. and I have no idea who's in there. But that's what we do every day because we've been conditioned to accept that. Web3 changes all that. And it needs to start with the metaverse. And we hear all the stories about, you know, predators entering the metaverse and issues with the metaverse. And this is a stopgap to make sure that everyone can verify that they are a human being. And by the way, we've got to make sure we pound this home for everybody. Um, this isn't just a case of, yeah, it'd be great. This the problem is happening right now. So I've right. been reading articles long before I saw today's press release that adult males, I'll just say adult males because I'm an adult male, are using gaming rooms, online mm -hmm. uh, children's places to go in, pretend. So I go in, I pretend I'm a 10 year old kid. I get all friendly with this guy named David. I gain this trust, you know, and I lure him out. Right, it's happening inside of video games, inside of all. So this is a real major problem that goes beyond just hey, Agorcom wants to know your ID because we want to share some rewards with you. We just want to make sure you're real. Well, yeah, I think, um, and 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 I, I may not get all my facts correct here, so I apologize. But there was recently an issue where uh, a young lady was lured to the U.S. from Canada, um, based on that situation. There was there was grooming and child issues and everything else. This, this really empowers the platform to say, I'm only going to let real people in. Two, there is, there is a biometric and a self-attested age verification and a device verification. So that I, with confidence level, and what that all means is, George, I can prove I'm a real person. It's not gender-based, right? Because I have biometrics. Two, I can prove that my device is connected to that biometric. And three, while I provided my age information, we have artificial intelligence that verifies the confidence wow. level of that. So, so wow. a, a, so if a I'm pretending to be a 10 year old kid and you look 40, 
that's not going to work. The right. confidence level would be low. So now a platform can look at and say, you know, um, you know, this this identifier, this digital identifier, their age doesn't match anywhere close. It's a low confidence to what they're saying. So if we want to let them in somewhere where jurisdiction or age is an issue, we better do KYC on them. So it starts putting assurances and and even some um, uh, knowledge into the hands of, of users. We've actually deployed this. We're actually not only talking about this in the Liquid Avatar mobile app, we're deploying it to our own metaverse and our own programs. Right. So let's talk about that because you get to showcase to the world saying, we're, we're not, we haven't just developed the technology, but we're actually be deploying it in a real metaverse with a lot of users. And, and you're going to be able to track all sorts of, not data for the people, but you know, user, how it all works, how it all interacts. So how big of an advantage is that, David, that not only did you get to develop it, but you've got, uh, uh, you've got a target in order to deploy it into? Well, we're starting, George, with our play to earn game because it's the easiest place to do that. And I will say to you, that it's not just our technology that we had to connect to. We had to connect to gaming technology. We had to connect to a well-known platform that usually takes in username and password. So to get into this platform, you don't have to use a username and password. Your biometric is your password. And, and it is an open standard technology that, that other platforms can use. So I think the advantage is that we got tired, honestly, as a company, waiting around to for for governments and other organizations right, to say right. hey you know what we've got the solution built you said you're going to do x we've got that solution built but now we're just sitting here sort of twiddling our thumbs waiting for you to you know uh react and, and put something into market that's not to say that we're not ready for that as they do but we really wanted to have a web3 solution when we when we started looking at all the problems out there we already believed we had a baseline solution we did the modifications over the last six months to make this work. And now we can deploy it. Literally, we're starting in the um, Apple App Store and uh, Google Play with up to 61 countries. So we've gone from Canada, the US to allowing this to be used in 61 countries. And, and if you've been able to pass the privacy uh, rules in each of those app stores that are incredibly hard, especially yeah. the last few months, they've made it even harder. That said yeah. that you guys have really planned this out. It's not the Hey, it's a good idea. Let's see if we can do this. This has really been planned out well. No, and 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 honestly, when we got it into the into the the app stores for review, it it went through in 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 hours. It was because we had set a standard all the way along, and they had reviewed all our product previously, and and we made some UX changes. We made it more streamlined. We've done um, a user videos. This is really all about um, changing the sort of the thought patterns, changing the narrative, because we've gotten complacent in allowing our kids and ourselves to hang out anywhere. So uh, let's take the economic value. Well, sorry, so one we, Web3 expert told me, I, talk, I asked him mm -hmm. about this, and he said, this is what the metaverse is going to need to move forward. It actually ha will need a solution yeah. like this because the metaverse won't won't move forward with the Web1 or with the Agoracom. I have, at the end of the day, I really have no idea. Is that some guy named David, who's actually a, uh, an investor from Canada, or is that some other guy who's just trying to get friend, just trying to get friends on the site in order to, to try and get money out of them to invest in this quirky scam somewhere? And I really don't have an idea as to whether you're a real person or not, or 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 you or you or you, you 
You are who you portray yourself to be. Well, let's 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 break that down for for everybody who's watching for a second. We're not going to tell you with proof of humanity that I am, you know, David, Jim, George or anything else. That is something that the, the platform can ask for and reward individuals for giving up that information. So you think about it. Now we've created the value chain. I'm going to prove that I'm a real person. If you want more and I'm willing to give you more, you're going to have to give me something back in return. So that creates value. Okay. And it's one user, one account. I, if I'm banned, I, my, my biometrics are banned. I'm not coming back in. Right. So, so I've got, everybody's got to play the good actor. The, you know, when I, we looked at the stats and there's been reports all over the place that, you know, anywhere from 20 to 80% of accounts are fakes in social media. Now I, I don't believe it's 80. I don't believe it's 20, but I, I'm not an expert. I can't tell you what that number is. But you can imagine if I'm a business trying to reach those people, for every dollar I'm spending, it's costing me a dollar twenty to dollar eighty to reach my targeted audience. Yep. So I'm no longer budgeting a dollar. And Elon Musk has made that very clear. Right. He made that and, very and, clear. And the other problem is it's not just the dollar twenty or dollar eighty, it's all the fake data that I'm collecting. So all that fake data causes me more and more issues because my data is this. When it's actually not real data, and your so your marketing plan, your product plans are are even less effective at the end of the day. So, and, and, if, if this is so ground, this is really groundbreaking. Our, to the best of my knowledge, it's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. To the best of your knowledge, how groundbreaking is this, and how do you? Let's talk about how you take this technology to other platforms because it's you didn't just build this for aftermath islands. No, no, but we had to build it. And, and so if everybody understands our progression, we went from digital identity as liquid avatar to avatars, one of which I've just shown you, which is my Ready Player Me avatar um, that integrates into the Aftermath Islands platform um, into the metaverse itself, mixed reality in the metaverse. This has been a planned approach. And, and so at the end of the day, our goal is to showcase this and make it work. We've already got others who are are talking to us about how this works because remember it's not just about saying let's put it in the metaverse you've got to connect it to the right technologies right and and this uses not only the proof of humanity uses something called dids or digital identifiers so that we can do secure text inside the app if you've got a problem so um there's so much more here that is yeah we don't um, want to blow people away on the no Minutia, it's just no. a picture of what it solves. Right. What it solves is the ability to make sure that, you know, when I look to my right and I look to my left in a virtual platform, everyone is real. And I don't have to worry about scammers. I, I will tell you, we launched a program for Aftermath Islands recently and our Telegram channel blew up. We had to ban 700 spammers inside two hours. There was no way. There was, it, it was spending more time banning people than it was being and the productive. problems only get worse exactly the problem it, because it, everyone's programming a bot everyone's doing all that because everyone's just trying to if they can just get one person a year to click on a malicious link and take that stuff out of their bank account or out of their uh crypto wallet then it's yeah. worth it for them and that and the, so that's why my guy said the metaverse can need this and you actually said in your quote I thought this was powerful. We have an opportunity to change the failures of previous iterations of the internet. That's that right. That failed to protect and provide privacy. For, I mean, those are, that's a really big statement, David. Does, does devil's advocate, 
does the, you know, the discussions, I'm glad you brought that up. Do third parties share uh, your thought process? And if so, what kind of discussions are you having in order to further commercialize your tech? So it's not just small organizations. We're talking to, to legal firms. We're talking to large insurance uh, groups. We're talking to educators. This is a massive problem. Remember, digital identity affects 5 billion people online. So, so not 5 billion people, whether they're banked or unbanked or KYC or not, um, that's, that's sort of the larger side of the business. That is, that is the, the regulatory side of the business. But just making sure that um, someone doesn't open multiple accounts. And, and the recently, and as much as you think you're knowledgeable, a, a recently a term was brought to my attention. It's called a civil attack. For the multiple personalities of civil, we talk. Tell everybody about what a right. civil attack is. So that, that was that's, blown away by that. Right, that's an individual user creating multiple users to attack. Right, so I could be having a conversation with you and seven of myself. Right, and I could be grooming you for a for a negative precept. So while and this happened all the time, it's a real. Oh, problem. it does. But but let's boil this down to its simplest product. All we're doing, I mean, it's, I say all we're doing, because it is, it is a massive undertaking. Yeah. What, yeah, what we're doing is we're providing organizations who have websites, portals, social media platforms, um, uh, customer service, e-commerce, education, healthcare, with the ability to assure themselves and others in their organization that the people inside their platform are real. We're also, this is even bigger, George, we're removing the need for usernames and passwords. You don't have to remember anything because your biometric is your password. And how does it work? Okay. So when I'm, when I'm on a mobile phone and I have a credential that I want to get into a site, I would click on a link and pass my credential back and forth electronically. When I'm on a desktop site, I would use my phone to scan a QR code and then answer with my face. It's not that complicated. We've made it very simple. But again, you don't have to remember a username and password because your biometric is your password. And devil's advocate. What mm -hmm. if people watching and listening right now are saying, ah, oh, David, sounds great, man. But you know what? I just like logging on to Agoracom with George555. I don't want to go through all that hassle. How do you, how do you get through that resistance? Or is it going to be a case of, the platform, Twitter, Agoracom are going to say, hey, you know what? The advertisers, the whole is, is the whole business model changing in your favor where platforms are going to say, this is just the way we want you. This, this is good for you because it protects you and you get to make more money. Uh, but we need this because we can't, we can, we just can't serve people with bots and fake and spam accounts anymore. Well, the, the rules are already changing. I mean, you know, if you're, I know e-commerce companies that have gone out of business because they can't advertise the way they used to, right? And, yep. and or they've changed their models. Like iOS fourteen point five changed changed everything. Um, you Hell, know, it cost and, Facebook a hundred million dollars a year. I think those new rules. Well, yeah. Do do you, do you notice that new commercial from Facebook? Where they said they have forty thousand people working on security. That's more than the FBI. You know, it's that's what they say. So at the end of the day, again, you know. We've solved a big problem. We're a small company solving a 
big problem. Now, um, the way we've started is by solving it for ourselves because we needed- That's usually how companies solve right. problems. Solve right. Well, we wanted to solve it and, and, and we solved it for ourselves. So now we'll start discussing solving it for others um, and we'll continue to test the platform. Uh, again, you know, we're not giving ourselves much credit as, as being bigger than we are. We understand with today's markets, today's economy, we are where we are, but you know, we've really had our head down getting this done. We we've focused on building the product that we know we can take to the next level. And at the same time, the products we've already discussed are ready to go. As I said, if governments or other entities kind of deploy the technology that they've been talking about. We're but ready. You don't need the government because sometimes governments are slow. This is you can go to platforms now. What's right, the revenue right. model look like, David? So let's say Agorcom says, yeah, we we want this. We're going to Web3. We want this. Um, what does the revenue model generally look like? I'm asked for specifics, but what is, yeah, what is it's, it it's like? Yeah, it's a license model. It's a license model with micropayments for usage. It's it's not expensive for an organization. I can tell you that the cost of having bad actors in your system is probably more costly than this. So so ideally now. For some organizations, it's it would streamline the users. Um, but for people who have games, blockchain-based um, uh, opportunities where you need to verify that users are real, like you can't start the blockchain going with fake users and spammers and and scams. The more that proliferates in decentralization, the worse we get because this is decentralization. And with decentralization, you know, there's got to, you know, a trustless environment has no trust right in this situation. It's a little more complicated. So we're really solving the problems that should have been solved in web one and two, but the technology wasn't really available. And is this groundbreaking? Absolutely. Um, we're showcasing Aftermath Islands, the Liquid Avatar mobile app, Lost Kingdom of Tassara. We're showcasing and our avatar products to the industry. And all we keep hearing is wow, wow, wow. And, and it's real. This isn't vaporware. This is this is real and, and no. Listen, you guys said you're going to do aftermath islands. You got the sales. We've seen the we've seen the demos. We've seen the avatar demos. It's it's real. The one thing about you guys is you're a lot of Web three. Ninety percent of Web three is crashed because George Bucks says he's going to create this great cryptocurrency and we're going to do all this fun stuff online and just they fall apart. You you guys have delivered. Hey, am I right in thinking that? Parents might be major drivers of this because uh, at the end of the day, I want my children to be doing stuff online, but I want to make sure that they're not communicated with some groomer uh, somewhere around the world who's trying to, you know, unfortunately engage them in nefarious stuff. Do you think do you, do you think parents will drive this or do you think platforms will drive this where they say, David, thanks for coming up with this great solution. I'm Elon Musk. I need this for Twitter because the bot situation is just getting out of control now. We just don't want to do it anymore. Well, you know, in good conscience, we we cater to um, uh, what's called COPA or COPA, um, which really looks at, at users that are 13 and above. And I think there was um, this issue in Instagram where younger people had originally lied that they were over 13 and Facebook took issue with them as they became adults and became um, key uh, opinion leaders or influencers. So we really start with 13 above um, for organizations that have younger people. We are 
um, in, you know, in discussion with an application that allows parents to verify their children. But at 13, there are certain uh, privacy rights that you can accept. It, generally speaking, some countries are a little bit older. So we do believe that um, uh, parents will help drive this. Uh, but at the same time, we think that platforms that want to optimize are going to want to start to say, hey, we'll give you incentives if you prove you're a real person, right? This can be an option to start getting people over the line. And again, I, I really qualify this by saying, we'll get a real person into your platform. You want more data, more information, you're best to reward them to get that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the more you reward them, the probably the higher the value of that information, that data. So now data becomes uh, uh, voluntary. You still have to work within the rules of, 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 of revocation and, and you know, uh, forgetting. There's a lot of rules when, when it comes to data today. But at the same time, you know, uh, a company like Agoracom can know that they only have real users. And then they can know that if they want to reward real users to give more information, then it becomes a sales tool to reach advertisers saying, hey, I've got all these real users and they've given me this data. We know this data is real because it's connected to them. Yeah, public companies say, well, I'll get, I'll, hey, Liquid Avatar uh, might give a reward to people. Okay, you're conflicted there. ABC Widgets might give a reward to people saying, hey, if you if you sign up with and, and use Proof of Humanity, we'll give you, uh, I don't know, 50% off coupons to our- Well, it, not only that, tour. but it's, it's not just about signing up with Proof of Humanity, but it's once you've done the Proof of Humanity, I can now ask you for more information. Can I ask you for your email address? Can I ask you for where you live? Can I ask you for additional information? And if you, and you know, if you know, you, there's there's got to be some factors to make sure it's truthful. But based on that information, I will give you X or Y or Z Z for our American friends. So, so it's all about creating that one to one relationship where data has more value. Data is owned by the user. We're covering that basic human right. But at the same time, we're creating value. We've now been able to prove management, ownership, and control of data because proof of humanity only gives you so much. And then we can create value because as a platform, you'll want to give, give me a reward if I give you more information, sort of if you give a mouse a cookie. Last question, 30 seconds. Uh, you've, been, you've developed the avatars, you developed After the Math Island, now proof of humanity ballpark when do we see the mona lisa all come together so we can all kind of uh you know use it and, uh, and have fun with all of that well well uh, again uh, lost king of tasara the 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 clicker game that that you can generate um uh, free nfts that can be used in aftermath islands will start this week so once you've got okay. your liquid avatar mobile app and you've got your meta park pass i think we haven't even talked about it but the, this particular element of Proof of Humanity is called the Meta Park Pass. You've got your Meta Park Pass, which you just click on and get. Um, and there's there's tutorial tutorials available. Then you can play Elcott and start getting rewards right away. So that's really cool. And it's an addictive, great game. We've already done stress testing on our first server application for and we've integrated avatars. That, and we've had people running around as groups playing in the Aftermath Islands metaverse. That's so, amazing. I can't so we've wait, done to, it. I can't wait we've to done see it. it. And, and again, George, um, this has all been done from, from literally internal resources. Like 
you know, it's it's been a challenge, especially in these markets, but we have not faltered. We have continued to deliver against our mandate. And while we can't yet again, until the metaverse is up and running, as everyone might know, we can't actually recognize the sales, but our our gross sales to date, gross, there's still discounts and allowances and that kind of stuff, um, is is just around 2.5 million US. Yeah, that's amazing. And as soon as Aftermath Islands, you know, goes live, you could recognize that revenue. We've talked about that, but yeah. Uh, because our internet connection is getting kind of weak, I'm in a storm. I'm going to end it there. We've talked about everything because I don't want to lose a connection. But David, congratulations, my friend. This is Thank this you, has been awesome. Thank you. It's been great. Everybody at home, here. you've been watching or been listening by uh, podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. The David Lukacs, CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades in Canada LQID in the U.S. under LQAVF. Get the company's profile page on Agoracom, guys, because today was monster news. If you believe in the future of Web3, uh, metaverse, data privacy, data monetization, Liquid Avatar is the company you got to look at. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agoracom Small Cap Podcast.